there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. I'm your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and I'm here to help you facilitate your journey of hope. And I tell you, it is a journey, and we have been on this hope train now, <laughs> going down the track for the whole month of April. It is so exciting. It's so exciting. This journey of hope. And throughout this whole month, we have had some wonderful, wonderful guests that have been a part of this April National Month of Hope for 2020. And every one of them deserves a outstanding ovation and round of applause. We certainly, certainly appreciate all of our Hopi Awards. It has been so exciting, and it is exciting, uh, because, you know, we're not, as you guys know, we're not going to end here, but in terms of the National Month of Hope, this is our last Tuesday in April, the official National Month of Hope. And so we try to do things a little differently, a little special during the, during the uh, National Month of Hope for the past two years now, since 2019 is when we first introduced the Hopi Awards, which stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment. And since that time, we have been recognizing and honoring those in the community, both locally as well as on a national and uh, and even international uh, scale who have been bringing hope and who empower others. And so keeping with that tradition, we're going to have uh, one of our Hopi awardees, our local Hopi awardees, none other than Dr. Vera L. McIntyre with us today. And I'm going to bring her in in just a moment because we'll have her at the top of the hour, and we're going to hear from her and find out uh, what she's been up to and, and how she's able to stay hopeful herself and how she's able to share hope and spread hope with others and, and empower others so well like she does in the various uh, capacities that she uh, is, is moving from and living in and being because that's the, that's the important thing. It's not so much about doing, but it is about being, being and becoming. We are human beings, not human doings. And so once you become and as you are becoming, then that is just a part of who you are. And I can say that about my dear friend, uh, Dr. Vera McIntyre. So we're going to have her to come on with us in just a little bit. And then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the practice of hope or practice hopeology, the practice of hopeology. We're going to look at some components of, of what it means because so many people ask that question. I was on a, a, a conference, a hope conference, international hope conference from South Africa on Saturday, and I uh, got a chance to share with them a little bit about this practice of hopeology, hope in action, and what it consists of, and also how to walk in it, how to practice it. And I tell you, that is something that is that is needed now more than ever. And uh, and we're also going to hear from our Christ Vision Tribe. That's uh, I see those that are in the studio with me. It's always good to see you, you guys here. Who I could not do this without them. I thank God for. First of all, my dear husband, I give honor to Pastor Kwame Lewis, who is right by my side and, and taking this hope campaign and helping it to, to move forward through through all of the things that we're doing. He's 100% on board, and uh, and so I thank God for him. I thank God for Elder Millie Poulos, Minister Nettie Palmore, and Sister Sharon Durham. 
And I want to just give them a round of applause because as they know, we eat, sleep, we live this hope. This is not just something that we are doing. We are we are becoming it. You know, we are hope hope ambassadors, hope filled people, and and not just doing April the National Month of Hope, but all year long, and especially all the months of planning that we could not pull it off, and I could not pull it off without the team that is with me. And so I thank God for for them, and all of those that have received the Hopi Award. So we'll hear. Uh, probably from some, if not all, of the Christ Vision Tribe members at the bottom of the hour. And then also we're going to pay tribute to uh, one of our gospel recording artists who have gone on to be with the Lord, uh, died from coronavirus, none other than Troy Sneed. And uh, many of you all are familiar with him. He He has been around a while. He's only 52 years old, though. Uh, he was actually featured with the choir there on the movie Preacher's Preacher's Wife with uh, Whitney Houston, as well as numerous other awards and accolades and, and different opportunities that he's had over his lifetime. But he died with coronavirus, and that is something that is that is real, and it's happening now, and we cannot ignore the fact that as it stands today, and the number keeps increasing every week that we come over 56,000 deaths in the United States alone. Millions worldwide are infected, and uh, we are leading the pack in the numbers who are infected and deaths, uh, America. So that's why I am so, so very uh, serious about this message of hope, because this is when hope is really needed when we're facing situations like this, this coronavirus, and in the midst of it, we can find hope and we can give hope and we can, and we can stay hopeful so that we can make it to the, to, the, to the other side. And we are going to make it to the other side. I really know that and I believe that as well so strongly. So I'm going to go ahead. I see uh, Dr. Vera is, is in the studio there, and I'm going to uh, read her bio. And then I will bring her in, and we will hear from Dr. Vera McIntyre, our Hopi, one of our Hopi awardees for 2020. Hopi stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment. And I tell you, Dr. Vera, it, she definitely deserves that, that round of applause, that standing o- ovation. As she says in her own words, meet the divine, inspirational, virtuous, anointed sister, motivational speaker, teacher, consultant, life coach, author, premarital counselor, and jewelry maker, Dr. Vera McIntyre. And Dr. Vera L. McIntyre grew up in rural Gaston County, Florida but always had a fierce determination to achieve greatness. Today, her impact on the black community cannot be estimated. As a speaker, teacher, counselor, organizer, administrator, and broadcaster, Dr. McIntyre has worked tirelessly to give more people a voice. She is the founder and president emeritus of United Families of America, Inc., which promotes family stability. Since 1998, she has hosted a weekly radio television show, Straight Talk with Vera McIntyre, which she interviews people from all walks of life who are defying the odds against them. And I remember being a guest on Dr. Vera's show uh, that she at at one point was filming, uh, had studio over at Florida A&M University. And I'll never forget that interview. It was a it was a blessed time. I was talking about my book at the time was the latest book at the time was You Are Beautiful. And she was such a wonderful and gracious host. And it was it was a powerful, powerful interview, the straight talk with Vera McIntyre. She is the author of the Family Empowerment Enrichment Program and also author of the book, 
how to be all right until Mr. Right comes along. The holistic advice in these books ensures a blessed generation of men and women. Dr. McIntyre has over 30 years of experience working with women and families of various ethnicities and social and economic levels. She has been blessed to facilitate the annual Straight Talk Women Conference for the last 15 years. And I tell you, that is a powerful conference. And it's been uh, been so many years that we have been involved in some capacity with that, and she just gives the platform. She gives that 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 platform to to any everyone to get a chance to share, and just brings the community together. It's it's really an experience uh, to behold. She writes a daily motivation today Facebook post encouraging friends to don't worry but be happy. As a young woman, Dr. McIntyre was determined to get an education. She enrolled at Tallahassee Community College in 1967, catching a ride with a neighbor each morning, although her classes did not start until later in the day. She graduated in 1970 with an Associate of Arts degree, and she has been blessed to become an adjunct professor at TCC, where she had a humble beginning in her educational experience. Dr. McIntyre enrolled at Florida State University, where she studied social work and criminology, quickly earning her bachelor's degree in 1971. In 1987, she also earned her master's degree at FSU in urban regional planning. She received her doctorate in Christian psychology from Jacksonville Theological Seminary in 2005. Dr. McIntyre has served as president of the Capital Area Action Agency Board of Directors president of the American Business Women's Association and vice president for membership of the Boy Scouts of America Swanee River Area Council. She has served on the Capital Outlook Editorial Board, March of Dimes Board, the Black Leadership Council, the Community Enrichment Advisory Board, and the Black on Black Crime Task Force. She also co-hosted the NAACP Speak TV show, with Anita Davis. Dr. McIntyre is Vice President of Florida State University College of Medicine, African American Alzheimer's Caregiver Training and Support Project. As a motivational speaker, Dr. McIntyre has been blessed to speak at numerous organizations, universities, schools, churches, prisons, boot camps, nursing homes, etc. Because of her many contributions, Dr. McIntyre has been honored many times. She was named Woman of the Year by the American Business Women's Association and included in the Who's Who in the South and the Southwest. She was also awarded the NAACP George W. Connolly Community Service Award and the National Forum of Black Public Administration Public Service Award. She has been honored by the National Alliance of Business, Young Adult Conser Conservation Corps, the Gatson County Community Men in Action, and the State of Florida. She has been nominated for the 2011 Presidential Citizens Medal. And so we just thank God. We're just going to just pause right there and give you a, a big round of applause. Uh, I tell you, for all of those wonderful accomplishments, as we could see, each one has its own way that she is empowering others, that enduring empower hope. Hopey, which stands for helping others practice enduring empowerment. But it doesn't end there. I'm going to continue on with her personal, this little personal uh, information about Dr. McIntyre. And I believe even the most important, Dr. McIntyre loves the Lord and accepts her calling as teacher. She is a member of Christian Heritage International Church or interdenominational church. She believes that you have not begun to live life to its fullest until you learn to give to something greater than you. Amen. Amen. Well said. Dr. McIntyre feels strongly that regardless of one's economic status, a loving family can produce high achievers. She finds great strength in her own family and is the proud mother of Sharika, Kalilia, and Andrea Hayes, and the grandmother of Johnny Lay, Paris McGee. 
And so we just thank God. And also, I would say a very personal friend and also one who has been working with us tirelessly in this community. We're going to bring Dr. Vera McIntyre in, and we just thank God for you. Congratulations, Vera. Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. Well, thank you so very much, and thank you for such a gracious introduction. It's a a joy to be here with you today and tell you with you, uh, listing all those things that you just listed. just reminds me of what a great venture this has been, mm-hmm. and it's been a wonderful venture just to connect with you, Dr. Rosalind Lewis-Tompkins, and Mothers in Crisis, and the church family has just been just wonderful, and I thank God that he has allowed our paths to cross and connect and to be where we are at this particular space and place and time. Thank you so much, and I graciously accept the Hopi Award. That's just such a special, special treat. Hey, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. You you have earned it. You definitely deserve it. And I was thinking about how last year this time, before we we were in the state that we're in now as a nation and as a world globally, with this coronavirus pandemic, we were we had a big celebration at Cascades Park, and uh, that was our kickoff for the National Month of Hope and kickoff for the Hopi Awards. And you were one of our uh, presenters or MCs of that event. And uh, I remember you standing there so so elegantly and graciously reading off all the bios and. Uh, and then as they as they came up, those that received last year and, and, and received their award, I just thought about that as I was sitting here reading all of your accolades. And I, I, just, I just thought about how you were doing that for so many others. And that is a picture of your service and how graciously over the years I've watched you just uh, serve others, give back to the community, and, and just be so supportive of, of, of what other people were doing in the community as people came out and you honored them and you lifted them up. So I guess the first thing that I want to ask you, uh, Dr. Vera, is what brings you hope? Well, I tell you, as you were talking, so, so really just deep in my spirit, I thought about the Hopi Award Program 2019. Mm-hmm. And I fast forward to 2020, where we are right now. It brings me to just understanding so much the vision that God gave you, trying to instill hope. Mm-hmm. Because as I speak right now, our country, our, our nation, and the world needs so much hope. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping right now that we can move through this pandemic with this coronavirus and we can, you know, just grab hope Mm -hmm. because we see so much that's happening around us. We don't just see a world that's changing. We see a world that has changed. Mm -hmm. So Vera Lynette McIntyre wants to express what the hope hope stands for helping others practice enduring empowerment mm-hmm. i try to do that daily and that's what i'm hoping for that in spite of all that we're dealing with right now and we're dealing mm-hmm. with a lot i'm hoping that we can continue to help others practice enduring empowerment because that's what we need right now we need that mm-hmm. desperately and so that is my greatest hope right now that we can mm-hmm. spread hope and that we can see faith in action with love, faith, and hope. That is what I'm hoping for. Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And that's what this is, that's what this is all about. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later, about this, the practice of hope and where we just offer very practical things, practical ways to become more hopeful, to stay hopeful, and then to spread the hope that we receive 
So, so how has this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic has it impacted you or your family personally in in any way that you want to talk about? Yes, it has. It has um, caused us to try to do some things differently. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that my family, my girls, my three daughters, and my granddaughter, we had a Zoom meeting on Sunday, and that mm. was a that was a new experience. We have conference calls uh, on occasion, but we had the Zoom meeting, and I get chance to see the young ladies and their surroundings. That's one thing we are doing <laughs> differently. You yeah. know, we're having to do some things differently. Uh, I'm not uh, going into grocery stores much. My daughter is ordering our grocery uh, online. Uh, she's, you know, having someone to bring it to us through Instacart, et cetera. That's a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. Having to not be out as much and finding projects to complete at home, things that we are we are doing differently now. And uh, I'm the caregiver for my mother. Uh, I'm at my mother's on Monday evening, Monday night. I'm there mm-hmm. uh, to Tuesday around noon. Uh, I'm there on Thursdays and Fridays with my mother. And so I'm trying to, you know, keep my mama's spirit high yes. and hoping as, yes. as, as a 91-year-old senior. And the beautiful thing, uh, my mother called me on Sunday morning with a very strange call. She had mm-hmm. my sister to call me, and she said, I want you to sing me a song. And ah. <laughs> that was so unusual. I guess that's one way my mama said she was, that's one way of keeping her alive. And I tell you, uh-huh. Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins, what I thought about was a song, On My Way Home. And we sang that song, oh, and she just wow. seemed to enjoy that. So, you know, it's not the big things that we do. It's just the small things that we do that can encourage people and bring hope. Because my mama's mobility is not good as it used to be. But, you know, I'm there trying to take care of her and bring hope at the same time. So those are some of the things that I find myself trying to do daily. And in in, in the process of it all, I got to pull deep down inside to give Vera some hope. So I can carry on doing the things that... I see that I need to do all the things that God has ordained for me to do. I have to give myself hope. I have mm-hmm. to motivate myself. I had to keep my spirit high. Yeah. So those yes. are some of the things that I'm doing in terms of trying to keep hope alive. Yes. Well, that you're, you're doing a wonderful, wonderful job at it, and uh, that's so encouraging. It's a blessing that you have your mother uh, and, that, and that you're able to take care of her during this time. And, uh, and because that's what it's all about. As you quoted uh, from 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it's faith, hope, and love. That's what's going to remain. And, and that's what we've been kind of stripped down to. We've been stripped down to that place of, of the things that are, are the bare necessities, the essentials, the eternal things. And that's a good way. That, that's a good place to be. That is a wonderful place to be. So let me ask And as you I something. reflect on that. As I reflect yes. on that, Pastor, I think the question you just asked about spreading hope, and it brings mm-hmm. me also to understanding that the hope deferred make a sick heart. Mm-hmm. And we want mm-hmm. we don't want to have sick hearts right now. We we there's just so much happening that we gotta we just gotta keep hope alive. So I'm so thankful that you were obedient to move forward and to keep the 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 pace and the stability and the strength that you have to try to keep hope alive, not just. Mm. Uh, at one month, but every month yes. throughout our yes. year. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. And I'm glad you say that because that's what Hopeology is about. It's about the promotion of hope for public advocacy or that public advocacy for hope. And that's what the trademark, the patent is all about. And that's what we like to do. And, and what encourages me, Vera, is when I see you out there with your motivational uh, posts on, on Facebook and don't worry, be happy, that, that's a hopeful state. That is, that is a hopeful state. And, and as you're sharing your, your message of encouragement, it brings hope. And as, as people see you and they see your smile, and then as you begin to lift up others, that's what hope is all about. It's just that simple. But, Vera, what I wanted to ask you about, you weren't always – 
as hopeful as you are now. You have gone through some, <laughs> some things. Oh, yes, I life. have. Yes, and, I uh, have. You know, it's sometimes it's good to to kind of look back on, on those things and oh, share a little bit to, to, to help others who may not be in that place where they can grab hold of this hope. Well, I tell you, uh, Pastor Rosalind Tompkins, I tell you, if you could have told me 30 mm-hmm. years ago that I would have gone through some of the things that I've gone through, I would be running right now. Mm. Because I think that one of the things that was so devastating to me was when mm-hmm. I found myself in a situation where my ex-husband and I were experiencing marital problems with three beautiful daughters, and I endured uh, a lot of just pain and agony. I felt like mm-hmm. my body had been cut open for Tallahassee just to walk by and look and see what type of blood type I had in terms of you know, mm. we're going to see what Vera is going to do now, and is Vera going to make it now? Her husband is 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 got another woman, and her husband is acting up. And you know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. did not know what God was doing. Uh, man's deprivation is often God's opportunity to work. I wanted my yes. marriage. I wanted my family to stay intact. I could understand why all of these things were happening. But when mm-hmm. I look back over those days now. Hallelujah. I thank God that I went through what I went through. As a single mother, God brought me through. God brought me to a place that I know that I know that I know that it wasn't Vera McIntyre. I know it was Mm. God. And because I went through the things that I went through, my pain now becomes somebody else's gain. Because I can now say to somebody, this is what happened to me, and this is what God has done, is doing in my life. And because of the pain that I experienced, God used me to mm-hmm. work with uh, black families of America, which now is United Families of America, that allowed me to write the Family Empowerment Enrichment Program, that allowed me to start United Families of America, that allowed mm-hmm. me to see women suffering and to start a Straight Talk Women Conference. It was all because of the pain. And God mm-hmm. is now at seven and years of age giving Vera McIntyre beauty for her ashes. Hallelujah. He's giving me beauty for my ashes, and I see the manifestation of God. And I don't feel that I'm in a situation now where i got to worry about things because I have seen the manifestation of what God can do in a single woman's life. And you Mm -hmm. see those smiles on my face, but Mm -hmm. those smiles on my face do not depict what I've been through. I don't look Mm. like what I've been through. I've been through something, but God has taken me through something to bring me to the place that I am today. And I say, thank you, God, because the Lord has allowed me to be self-employed for 30 years. He's allowed Mm -hmm. me as a single mother to see three daughters go to college, earn degrees, Mm -hmm. two daughters to leave Tallahassee and go to cities where they knew no one. God has allowed me to see that. And I know, I know that it's because of God, not Vera McIntyre. If anything that anyone sees, all that stuff you read on that paper mm-hmm. is greater than the resume. Because those things that you see on the paper does not really de- depict uh, what God has really doing in my life to be mm-hmm. able to be a blessing to other people. So God yes. has done a, an awesome thing, Pastor, an awesome thing. Wow, wow, wow. That is so powerful. I'm so glad that you that you were able to share that because I know I that that brought me hope and I know that many that are that are listening now and that will be listening with the pot to the podcast will receive that hope as well. So as we wrap this up today, this part I just wanted once again to tell you congratulations Vera on being a well deserving and honored Hopi awardee for 2020. Now, you have a book, and I don't want to let you go without you sharing how people, because what you just spoke, many people need to take that home with them, and you have the book, How to Be All Right Until Mr. Right Comes Along. How can they purchase that book? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. If they desire to purchase the book, they can do so by going to Amazon.com and putting in How to Be All Right Until Mr. Right Comes Along. I put it in Vera McIntyre to pop up. And they could get the book for about fifteen ninety five. They'll send it to them. But it's all via Amazon.com. 
All right. Well, praise the Lord. Don't everyone, I tell you, I have my copy. It's a powerful book. And, and, and what she's talking about, she tells you how to go through that and how to come out on the other side. So once again, we just say congratulations. We love you. And, uh, and I look forward when I'll get a chance to actually see you in person. But until then, we'll have our, our virtual connections. We'll keep that going. And you keep doing what you're doing, Dr. Vera McIntyre. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. And just know that I love you more. Yes, love you so God much. God bless you. Bless you. All right, that was so powerful with Dr. Vera. I knew that it would be. She's always such a wonderful encouragement anytime I've ever heard her, and we've been knowing each other, and she's been a part of, of this community and bringing hope for decades now. So I just thank God for her. Now I'd like to uh, take a little break and give a tribute to a gospel recording artist that I mentioned earlier, Grammy-nominated gospel singer Troy Sneed, who died from the coronavirus uh, complications in Jacksonville, where he lived with his dear wife. He's from this North Florida area of Perry. He attended Florida A&M University, and he was able to accomplish so much. And I want to uh, play one of his songs that uh, one of our uh, Hope Citizens, Minister Araneta Fryson, she shared the information with me early this morning, and she mentioned that this was one of her favorite songs. And he knew her; uh, they had a, a great relationship. And and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play this song. Work it out by Troy Sneed, and that is something that I believe that God is doing in our lives because really Troy is going on to a better place now, and we just pay tribute to him and his family. We keep them in prayer because I know that he is missed greatly. Work it out by Troy Sneed. Because of all the emails and the letters and the phone calls we received, of you telling us how you were encouraged from the struggle of hope. Ah. I decided to ask God to give me another word of encouragement to encourage his people. So I've got some more young people. Butterfly praises. Let's encourage them. Listen. Things may not be looking up, yeah. but it's okay. Put a smile on your face.
now you're happy. Now listen, what I need you to do for me right now, whether you're at home, whether you're on your job, you may be listening to this on the radio. I need you to think about this, that no matter what's going on in your life, if God is for you, who will be against you? So the next time you're facing a situation that seems like there's no way out, I want you to think about the words of this song. Grammy-nominated gospel singer who died from coronavirus complications in Jacksonville, Florida, at the age of 52. And uh, as I tell you, powerful, powerful songer, songwriter and singer, and also uh, choir director, musician, and uh, we we just bow our head in humble submission to God's will. And we pray for the family and for all of those because I was listening to a report the other day, my husband and I, about what's been happening with the coronavirus pandemic as it's sweeping the land, especially here in the United States. And when I saw and I heard the numbers of it was over 50,000, it continues to rise. I think it's up to 56. But I just cried. I just cried because. These are human beings. These are souls. These are people from all walks of life, young, old, rich, poor, you know, all different ethnicities that we are losing. And, uh, and so, and I know that uh, God hears our cries. And I know that as the song said, he is going to work it out. So in the meantime, in between time, we have to stay hopeful. And that's what this National Month of Hope is all about in this practice of hopeology is all about. And that's what I want to do now. I'm going to begin by introducing this whole concept of hopeologist. And I'm going to do it by playing a clip from a international conference that I was able to participate in. I was the guest speaker on this past weekend. And as, as Vera, as Dr. Dr. Vera mentioned about Zoom, and that was quite an experience as I was on Zoom with, with uh, countless other uh, pastors and leaders from South Africa. 
with my dear, dear friend uh, from South Africa, Counselor Jonathan Annapin, who is a wonderful and, and just powerful young man of God. And he's always our host whenever we go over for our Hope Tours to South Africa. And so he asked me if I would do this Hope Conference. He's always been so intrigued with the, with the Hope campaign. He's a Hope ambassador for us there in uh, Durban, South Africa, and Chadwick area. So I did the, the conference, and, uh, and, I, and I started off by introducing this whole concept of Hopeology and, I, and the practice of hope. And I'm going to play a clip from that, and then we're going to begin to talk about it, because right now I know that this is exactly what is needed. You asked me the question about Hopeology or Hopeologists. And basically, it is uh, a patent the Lord had given me uh, to patent this with the United States of America uh, Patent and Trademark Office. And it's the patent from the Department uh, Class 35, which is promoting public awareness of hope by means of public advocacy. And uh, the Lord had given me the moniker Hopeologist, and he, because he has given me the practice of hope, which is hope in action. And one of the ways that we promote Hopeologists is through our National Month of Hope, our third year, having a National Month of Hope as a nation. And from that platform, we're able to uh, bring forth what we're going to talk about today, and that is hope in action or the practice of Hopeology. That's what, that's what Hopeologist is all about. It's about promoting public awareness of hope and by means of public advocacy. And uh, we know that Jesus Christ is our hope and we serve a God of hope. So it's really, it's really promoting the message of the cross. I believe that, that we are going to have a, a revival of hope that God is, is, is building up to bring forth and, and especially as we see the signs of the times and we see so many things that's happening in this coronavirus pandemic is just one example that, that this hope is needed. And, and just, to, just to say, the hope that we're talking about is grounded in the Word of God from 1 Corinthians 13th chapter, 13th verse, where it says, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So these three powerful forces, these are powerful forces that God has allowed us to stand on, especially during these times, because everything that can be shaken is being shaken, but the things that cannot be shaken shall remain. Those are the eternal things, faith, hope, and love and hope is 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 the mandate that God has given to me and hope is what we have been moving forward in and he's given me a practical way to take this hope and package it and present it so that others can so that first of all we can become more hopeful and so that others can become more hopeful and since I've been uh, sharing this through it's from my latest book as long as there's breath in your body, there's still hope. And it's, it's outlined here. You can get it on Amazon. And, and, and uh, it also shares my testimony of where I received hope after going through a 12-year addiction to drugs and alcohol. And now I've been clean over 30 years free by the power of God. I give him all the glory. And, and, and from that place, God showed me that it was hope, that force of hope, that he gave to me that brought me through and then I was able to start Mothers in Crisis and able to help thousands of other families who were in crises because of the drug addiction and other crises over the years. So it was actually 1991 that I started Mothers in Crisis. And uh, since that time, as I, as I shared a little bit earlier, God has called me to be an apostle that birthed. You know, especially as a woman, I understand that process. But he has given me the anointing to birth things that never were. 
And that's why it takes, as a pioneer, it takes a while for things to really, you know, I have to be able to then teach it and share exactly what it is and, and, and be able to, to manifest it and release it. Because, you know, the kingdom of God is not about talk, but it's about power. And you've been in some of the meetings when I've been to South Africa and with you, your beautiful people and, and the various churches, Bethsaida and, and, and some of the other churches and all the pastors and bishops there and how God moved mightily because it's, it's, it's about releasing that anointing that we need in order to be able to make it through these times. So, so I'm excited about being able to share with you just very briefly a little, con- a little taste of the theory of hopeology and not only the theory but actually the practice of hopeology yes the practice of hopeology and then i shared about the components of this practice it's a social spiritual educational model and it starts first of all with us it starts with the individual because we must become more hopeful as leaders. If we don't have hope, we cannot give what we don't have. So the first principles are aimed at individually for us to become more hopeful. So we talk about how to think hope. And hope is defined as the expectation that something good will occur. And so as a part of this hope campaign, we are encouraging everyone to think hope. Because when you think hope, you look for the good in every challenging situation. When you think hope, you believe things can and will get better. When you think hope, you can find solutions. Because hope is like a light shining in the midst of a dark tunnel. The light of hope illuminates your path. So ever we learn how to train our brain to think hope, then we can begin to speak the language of hope because it's very important what you say over your situation. And and what keeps us with this hope is that hope is future-oriented. So faith is now and hope is for the future. So things may not look like you want them to look right now, but you know through the power and the force of hope that it's going to be all right that just as the Shunammite woman, I gave the example from 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, the 8th through the 37th verse, how in the midst of her losing her son of hope, that she was able to say, it is well, everything is all right, everything is fine. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So once you begin to think hope, then you can speak hope. So it starts with us individually. One of the tools that we use in order to stay hopeful is hope breaks, the hope breaks. Because first of all, you cannot hang around negative people and remain hopeful. It it doesn't work. So even if you're in a negative environment, you have to begin to take hope breaks for yourself, that you actually intentionally schedule breaks into your normal routine to find a quiet place to take five to 10 deep breaths, and then to begin to imagine hope by thinking about good things, not the worst case scenario, but the best case scenario, having that gratitude, and then begin to make affirmations based upon what you see and what you're thinking and what you're imagining, and then repeat as often as possible. Now, once you do that, and only after you are more hopeful yourself, You can begin to make hope connections because there are people all around you, in your home, in the workplace, all around now, social media, everywhere that need hope, and they need need a hope connection. So in order to make hope connections, it's a hope connection occurs when you bring hope to someone by connecting with your heart. And this can occur through hope chats, hope fusions, and hope steers. So we talk about how to have successful hope chats and the seven steps to successful hope step chats, how to, how to create hope fusions, how to create hope spheres. And that's where the whole atmosphere is an atmosphere of hope. 
And then we talk about how the rest in hope, how to move from hope, from despair to hope. And then we look at, from there, ways to spread hope by volunteering, supporting missions, giving time, food, and money, and ministering to those incarcerated by writing letters and visiting, like what Vera, Dr. Vera McIntyre does, posting words of hope on social media, having hope chats and sharing your story of overcoming with those who are going through hard times in homeless shelters, treatment centers, nursing homes, and hospitals, et cetera. And so we, this is a practice of Hopeology, and God is having me now to release it in the land all around the nation and around the world. And I believe that this practice of Hopeology is what's going to bring us to a new place of hope as a hope-filled people, a hope-filled nation, and a hope-filled world, (laughs) a global hope-filled world. And so I'm excited about being one that has this mandate and for those that are connected with me that we might continue to bring it forth and birth it as we're carrying it and as we're spreading it and as it takes off, because I know one day, one day it's going to be way bigger than we are. It's going, it's going to have a life of its own and it's going to take off and the legacy of hope is going to last well beyond my time on this side of eternity. And that's exactly what we desire. But right now, we're tilling the ground. We planted the seed last year, and we're, we're, we're watering it. And, and, and now this year, we have lots of fertilizer because of all the things that's going on. And we're continuing to tend the Garden of Hope. And one day, it's going to spring forth as a forest. And we, we just thank God for that. So speaking of those who are standing with me alongside and helping to move this hope campaign forward, uh, in the in the time that we have left, I'm going to begin to bring some of our Christ Vision Tribe members on, uh, and I'm going to start from the ones that did not get a chance to share on last week. So I'll start with uh, Nettie Palmore. I see your hand raised in the studio, so I'm going to bring you in now. Hello, Nettie. Are you there? Hello, Dr. Tompkins. Yes, I'm here. Okay, so how are you today, and and what do you think about the show thus far? Well, I have enjoyed the show thus far. Again, congratulations to our Hopi awardee, Dr. Vera McIntyre. I was blessed by her, um, you know, her encouragement on hope and her journey. And I was really blessed um, by you sharing from the conference and this this whole hopeology is just so blessed to be a part of this and holding your arms um, up and going with you as we spread hope because it's just so needed. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being a part of it and, and also being a recipient of the hope in so many areas <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with everything that you have going on. So it, it encouraged me. It encourages me to see you and, and like you and Latrella, who we interviewed uh, and we gave Hopi Award to, uh, who goes in and actually works in an environment where there's COVID-19 uh, there. But to see you guys put these principles in practice, into practice, and to see the outcome and see how it, hey, this works, right? <laughs> yes. And we have a great teacher, leader, hopeologist that if we didn't get that coming in, we definitely could not give it out. So thank you, Dr. Tompkins. Okay, and thank you. God bless you. All right. So I'm going to quickly just bring in, let's see, uh, Sharon, uh, Sister Sharon Durham, uh, whose hand is raised. Hello, Sharon. How are you tonight? Hi, Dr. Tompkins. How are you doing? I'm good. Very good. What would you like to say I, tonight? I would like to say I've really enjoyed the show, and congratulations to Dr. Zero. And most of all, yes. I thank God for you, Dr. Tompkins, for just showing us and just pointing to us about how we take hope breaks and how the hope breaks have made a big difference in my life. 
and I do the hope breaks, and just like you said, you know, we have to be, a, you know, we have to do it. And once I started doing it and just putting, you know, doing it on my phone and setting it to, mm-hmm. for the hope breaks, I see a big difference in my life. And thank you. Awesome, awesome, and thank you so much for being a part of the Christ Vision Tribe and helping us to move forward this hope campaign, and so that we can honor those like Dr. Vera McIntyre who uh, actually, uh, Dr. Vera, was uh, once a Hope citizen. Yes, and, uh, and I say once a citizen, always a citizen. <laughs> but she actually joined up and, and was, uh, was a part of that, that process every month of, of giving and supporting uh, this, this Hope movement because, because she is such an inspiration. So thank you for sharing and keep taking those Hope breaks. All right, thank you. All right. Well, I, I'm definitely going to bring, uh, I see my uh, husband. I'm definitely going to bring Pastor Kwame in as we are wrapping up now. Hello. Hello, dear. How are you? Hi, dear. Very well. Um, and um, just quickly to get to the point, I am um, very uh, pleased and, and, and joyful and c- congratulate you on, on the work that you're doing. And um, it is reflective of those that you've had as your guests and, and the consistent theme that I think not only they have, but you as well. And uh, Dr. Vera as, as well exemplified today the importance of serving, giving, giving of yourself mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. an inspiration uh, to others. Not that you try to, it just comes out. And um, I yeah. am very, very um, proud and, and congratulate her, congratulate you as well for the work that you guys are doing. So thank you, and uh, I'll continue to support you um, because it is God's work. So thanks. Absolutely. Amen, amen. And thank you so much, dear. It it, yeah. it just really makes all the difference in the world. So as we get ready to wrap up, we're going to end with my latest poem entitled, We Cannot Be Shaken. We cannot be shaken. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Hebrews 12:27. There's a quaking going on, if I'm not mistaken. Everything around is being shaken. Coronavirus showed up on the scene. Now everyone is wondering, should I go outside or stay in place? If you do, you better cover your face. There's a quaking going on, if I'm not mistaken. Everything around is being shaken. Millions of people around the globe have lost their lives. Thousands more are infected inside. This invisible enemy is closing down whole communities, nations, cities, towns and states. We are losing jobs at record rates. There's a quaking going on, if I'm not mistaken. Everything around is being shaken. Life as we know it has completely changed. I don't believe we will ever be the same. Is social distancing here to stay? Instead of getting closer, we are pushed away. Don't shake my hand. Don't get too snug. Wash your hands and let's just air hug. Quarantines are leading people to self-destruct. They are protests demanding the government to open up. There's a quaking going on, if I'm not mistaken. Everything around is being shaken. Video conferences using Skype and Zoom have replaced office buildings and are now the new rooms that we work from day after day, while many silently pray and ask the Lord, will we be okay? Yes, we will make it through this because together we stand. God is still on the throne and in command. We will trust the Lord and keep faith, hope, and love because the one that is truly in control is in heaven above. There's a quaking going on If I'm not mistaken, everything around is being shaken. Things that cannot be shaken are holding on. 
the kingdom of God is still growing strong. We cannot be shaken. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Thank you.